0: Welcome back to the Anesthesia Patient Safety Podcast. My name is Ali Bechtel, and I'm your host. Thank you for joining us for another show. Today, we're bringing you the latest in anesthesia patient safety recommendations related to non-operating room anesthesia or NORA care. There are some important steps that we can take to help keep patients safe in NORA locations. So stay tuned. Before we dive into the episode today, we'd like to recognize Edwards Life Sciences, a major corporate supporter of APSF. Edwards Life Sciences has generously provided unrestricted support to further our vision that no one shall be harmed by anesthesia care. Thank you, Edwards Life Sciences. We wouldn't be able to do all that we do without you. Our featured article today is from the October 2023 APSF Newsletter. You can also find this article in Anesthesia and Analgesia in August 2023. It is Consensus Recommendations for the Safe Conduct of Non-Operating Room Anesthesia, a meeting report from the 2022 Stolting Conference of the Anesthesia Patient Safety Foundation, by John Beard, Emily Methankel, Shane Angus, Richard Ehrman, and Daniel Cole. To follow along with us, head over to APSF.org and click on the newsletter heading. First one down is the current issue. From here, scroll down to our featured article today. I will include a link in the show notes as well. We have talked about keeping patients safe during NORA care on the podcast before. This was the focus of the 2022 APSF Stolting Conference, with the goal to create consensus recommendations for best practices in NORA pertaining to the following. Facility and location. Equipment and supplies. Staffing and teamwork. Patient selection periprocedural care, and quality improvement. Today, we are going to hear from one of the authors of the article and review the recommendations. But first, we need to get to the Nora location. Phew, we made it. Remember, Nora locations may be quite a distance away from the main operating theaters. Let's hear from one of the authors now.
1: Hello, my name is Emily Muthankul, and I'm the chair of the Department of Anesthesiology at All of You UCLA Medical Center.
0: To kick off the show today, I asked Muthankul why she feels so passionate about Nora. Let's take a listen to what she had to say.
1: Providing anesthetic care outside of the operating room is particularly challenging given that these areas may be located far away from the main operating rooms, the rooms themselves may not be set up to accommodate anesthesia equipment, and the teams that work there may not necessarily be used to working with patients under anesthesia or with anesthesia professionals. There is evidence from closed claims data to suggest that patient safety issues, particularly with oxygenation and ventilation, are common in these areas and lead to patient harm. As anesthesia professionals, we have to ensure that we are providing the most optimal and safe care in these areas.
0: Thank you so much to Methinkool for helping to introduce this topic. Did you know that non operating room anesthesia, or NORA cases, are expected to be more than 50% of total anesthesia cases in the near future? These recommendations could not have come at a better time, since there are challenges to providing safe anesthesia care, including ergonomics, location, staffing, teamwork and communication, access to equipment, and lack of adequate preoperative optimization. Plus, I'm sure that you can think of more to add to this list. Evaluation of data from the American Society of Anesthesiologists' Closed Claims Database showed that adverse events occur in neural locations at two times the rate of adverse events in the operating room. This is an excellent opportunity to improve anesthesia patient safety in neural locations. So how did the APSF come up with these consensus recommendations? First, the Conference Planning Committee, which includes the authors of this article, outlined the conference program and developed the first draft of NORA recommendations that was reviewed and revised by conference speakers and attendees with feedback during breakout sessions with a final presentation with time for discussion and voting. Following the conference, there were additional revisions with feedback from the conference planning committee, speakers, and participants. Check out the links in the article or in the show notes for the supplemental digital content for additional details and information about this process. Here is an overview of the conference sessions and objectives. Number one, requirements for a safe and effective anesthetic, regardless of location, with the objectives to understand the issues that may lead to mismatch between the patient selection and preparation and the capabilities of neural locations and their staff. Number two, appropriate patients and procedures with the objectives to review patient selection criteria appropriate staffing, equipment, and monitoring availability to deliver anesthesia appropriate to the situation, and any other issues associated with potential patient safety problems in isolated procedure rooms, freestanding surgical centers, offices, and procedure centers. Number three, designing Nora for patient safety beyond the current state to a future best practice with objectives to discuss opportunities to promote patient safety using clear outcome measurements and data-driven improvement initiatives in all Nora cases. And number four, the final session, Impending Issues, Disruptors, and Innovation with the objectives to craft specific recommendations that the APSF can use to influence changes that can improve patient safety in Nora practices. And now, it's the moment you have all been waiting for, the recommendations. Here are the recommendations related to the facility. Anesthesiology personnel should participate in planning, construction, expansion, or remodeling of Nora locations to ensure that patient safety and anesthetic needs are met. Anesthesiology personnel should encourage facility design teams to group Nora suites together near the operating room or the PACU to facilitate rapid access to additional personnel and equipment when needed. A reliable source of oxygen adequate for the length of the procedure and an immediately available backup supply are required. A central oxygen supply is ideal. A scavenging or capture system for anesthetic gas is required in locations where inhaled anesthesia is used. Electrical outlets shall be sufficient to supply anesthesia equipment and labeled to identify the backup power supply. The number of outlets available for backup power shall be sufficient to power equipment required to safely care for patients. Lighting shall be available to visualize the patient, the equipment, supplies, and medications. Battery-powered backup lighting shall be available. There should be sufficient space to accommodate personnel with adequate clearance and expeditious access to the patient, equipment, supplies, and medications. Sufficient space shall be available to bring emergency equipment into the room. A source of continuous suction shall be available and dedicated for use by anesthesiology personnel. Pre- and post-procedural areas shall be available for preparing and recovering the patient. The next category is equipment, medications, and supplies. Here are the recommendations. Anesthesiology personnel should participate in capital budget planning for equipment required to set up, maintain, and improve Nora services. When volatile anesthetics are administered, an anesthesia machine sufficient for case types and maintained to facility standards is required. Emergency airway equipment, including multiple forms of rescue such as supraglottic airways, a video laryngoscope, a cricothyrotomy kit, or others, are required for each nora location. A self inflating hand resuscitator bag capable of delivering positive pressure ventilation while administering at least 90% oxygen is required. In each NORA location, emergency supplies, including a defibrillator, medications, and other equipment to provide cardiopulmonary resuscitation, are required. Equipment and medication for treatment of malignant hyperthermia shall be present in all locations where volatile anesthetics are used. Succinylcholine or other equivalent rapid-acting paralytic medications should be immediately available for emergency airway management in all Nora locations. When succinylcholine is present, staff shall be educated on malignant hyperthermia and and prepared to provide and aid in treatment. Infusion pumps should incorporate dose-air reduction systems. Diagnostic testing capability appropriate for the patient population and planned procedures is required. Appropriate blood products and equipment required for administration, such as a fluid warmer, shall be available for procedures that may have clinically significant blood loss. MRI-safe equipment, including airway equipment, infusion pumps, monitors, and anesthesia machines, shall be available for MRI and providers trained on their use. Patient monitoring consistent with operating room standards should be displayed in the MRI control room. Intralipid for treatment of local anesthetic systemic toxicity, or LAST, shall be available at noral locations where local anesthetic is used for purposes other than local skin infiltration. Patient size and weight capacity limits should be established for each NORA site to confirm patient suitability based on the equipment and other available resources. Crisis manuals appropriate for the patient population, procedures, and potential therapeutic complications shall be available to staff and clearly visible in each NORA location to serve as cognitive aids during emergencies. Protective equipment, including but not limited to lead aprons, goggles, and radiation shields shall be made available to all anesthesia personnel where radiation exposure may occur. Equipment, such as inflatable mattresses, for patient transfer to and from the procedure table shall be available to avoid injury to the patient and personnel. Next up, let's review the recommendations for keeping patients safe in NORA related to staffing and teamwork. Here we go. Communication, team building, expectations, and training should be established through a proactive collaborative process driven by anesthesiology personnel, nursing, surgical, and proceduralist leadership. In each NORA location, adequate staff shall be trained to support the patient and the anesthesiology care team. The NORA team shall include at least two individuals with appropriate certification, ACLS, BLS, or PALS, and defined responsibilities to provide patient care during emergencies. Anesthesiology personnel should triage and evaluate complex cases, assist with scheduling, and optimize quality and safety protocols. A dedicated NORA anesthesiology team should be considered to facilitate communication and the adoption of protocols and pathways. Team member names and roles should be posted in the NORA location to facilitate communication during patient care. The next category is pre-procedural care and patient selection. The following recommendations are related to these topics. A pre-procedural evaluation process shall be established based on the ASA practice advisory for pre-anesthesia evaluation and emerging best practice. Adult and pediatric patient comorbidities should be identified, which require specialized preoperative evaluation or necessitate procedural care in an inpatient facility. Adult and pediatric patients with elevated BMI or a diagnosis or suspected diagnosis of obstructive sleep apnea should be evaluated on a case-by-case basis for suitability for the planned procedural location and management plan. Before each procedure, a timeout shall be conducted per the Joint Commission Universal Protocol or according to the facility protocol, including site marking and laterality as indicated. Appropriate education shall be provided to team members for new or unfamiliar procedure types, and specific aspects of the case shall be reviewed with Nora staff. All patients should be assessed for fall and venous thromboembolism risk and treated appropriately. Let's get the procedure underway with the recommendations for intra-procedural care. Intra-procedural monitoring shall adhere to the ASA standards for basic anesthetic monitoring with additional monitoring based on patient comorbidities and or the nature of the procedure. A formal system to call for assistance, designate personnel to respond, and transport a patient with appropriate monitoring from the neural location to an inpatient facility shall be established. Once the procedure has been completed, here are the recommendations for post-procedure care. Appropriate post-anesthesia management shall be provided per ASA standards for post-anesthesia care. Recovery and discharge guidelines shall enable patient assessment in a simple, clear, and reproducible manner. Patients who receive medications for sedation or anesthesia, but not local anesthetics alone, shall be discharged with a responsible individual who can ensure the safe transport of the patient to their home. In order to continue to make sure that patient safety is maintained in NORA locations, here are the recommendations for continuous quality improvement. Anesthesia personnel should establish a quality review process to identify possible new safety risks and improve care on a regular basis. Periodic emergency response simulations should be performed to review system, communication, equipment, and educational infrastructure. We made it through all of the recommendations. There is definitely a lot of work that can be done to improve anesthesia patient safety in NORA locations. Before we wrap up for today, we are going to hear from Methancool again. I also asked her what she envisions for the future with regards to NORA care. Here is her response.
1: Actually, I hope that in the future, we won't even have to talk about NORA anymore, that it will just be a given that there will be the same standards of care, the same equipment and procedures, and robust teamwork and communication in NORA so that we won't even need to discuss patient safety issues in NORA any longer. How we get there is the actual question, and we do that by making sure that we are at the table in the C-suite designing these areas and teams from the ground up and are at multidisciplinary hospital meetings to make sure that we reconfigure existing areas to ensure safety.
0: Thank you so much to Meth and cool for contributing to the show today. With the help of these recommendations, we are looking forward to a future where we do not need to talk about the challenges of keeping patients safe in NORA locations. As we are working towards that goal, there is still more to talk about, so we hope that you will join us for Part 2 next week. If you have any questions or comments from today's show, please email us at podcast at APSF.org please keep in mind that the information in this show is provided for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical or legal advice. We hope that you will visit APSF.org for detailed information and check out the show notes for links to all the topics we discussed today. If you are enjoying listening to this podcast, and we hope that you are, We hope that you will also take a minute to subscribe, give us a five-star rating, and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We hope that you will share this podcast with your colleagues and team members and anyone interested in anesthesia patient safety. Until next time, stay vigilant so that no one shall be harmed by anesthesia care.